Well, hey everyone, thanks for checking out this message from Journey Church. These resources are so awesome to have when you're out in nature like we are and you gotta go be outside on these nice days. However, we want you to know that there is nothing better than true fellowship with believers and live worship with your fellow Christians. So be sure to use this message only in conjunction with getting fed in a community of believers. Hey, we also want you to get connected with us, so be sure to text the word CONNECT to 307-271-9160 so that you can stay in the loop with everything happening at Journey Church and get notifications about upcoming events. Hey, we pray that this message encourages you and inspires you as you continue this life on your walk with Jesus. some discussions here that are going to that are going to happen. All right. Yes, my birthday is 1 year from today, just so you know. You know, it's it's uh, I, I'm not one that really likes to celebrate my birthday, and I've and the staff has uh, kind of been threatened with some of that stuff. So, I know Grant, you had something to do with this. You say you're innocent. Uh, I feel like he does. Uh, I can't fire Grant because then I would have to hug everybody, and I don't want to do that. He's here for that specific reason, but I think he could clean the bathrooms for the next uh, two months. That would work, maybe. Yeah. No, just kidding. Well, thank you, everyone. I, you know, and it's weird being a, um, being a public speaker and being out in front. I'm really an introvert. And I don't know, some of you know that about me, but I'm really more introverted. I have, I, I would say, extroverted skills, and I can do that, and I could be up here, and I could preach, and that doesn't, that doesn't scare me. I, I, I don't feel uncomfortable with that. But by nature, I'm far more introverted. So with a birthday, I'm one that just likes to... Uh, not have attention. And so thank you, Amy, for that. All right. Hey, you know, I want to remind you, um, we, it's just three weeks from today, uh, three weeks from tomorrow, actually, that our vacation Bible school starts this year. We are needing help with that. If you want to help sign up, be a volunteer with that, uh, help with whether it's decorating or help with serving during that week, they are great weeks. And we are going to have a lot that are going on. Uh, this this uh, through this VBS and so sign up and be a part of that sign your kids up we get a great turnout this this whole building is just packed kind of a crazy week but it's really a good week so make sure you get signed up and are a part of that if you are joining us today and this is your first time maybe you're here because of graduation Sunday and by the way congratulations to all of the graduates it's an exciting exciting time uh, in your life and I'm so glad as Pastor Grant was 
praying over you because that's what we want, God's protection for you as you move forward um, in this world, as you move forward in the, on the journey of life. Um, but if you're visiting with us, this is your first time, we are in a series of messages where we have been covering the book of Ephesians. We're about halfway through. The book of Ephesians is nicely divided into three parts. You've got sit, walk, and stand. The first three chapters of the book of Ephesians are about sitting, just resting in God, receiving from God, understanding who you are, how God sees you, seeing yourself through his eyes. You have been forgiven. You've been adopted. You have been one who's received the grace of God. It's been poured out to you. And just receiving that is so important. It will shape how you live out the rest of your life. I don't live life for myself. I live life for him because I've received so much from him. But then he switches gears in chapter 4 where we learn what it means now to walk out this life. How do we walk for him? He starts it in this way in chapter 4, uh, verse 1, 1 through 3 of Ephesians, where he says this, Therefore, Paul says, because of who you are in Christ, because of the ways that you've see, uh, been seated in him, rested in him, received from him, you understand your new identity. Now, therefore, Paul says, I am a prisoner for the Lord, and I'm going to urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling which you were called. And that's kind of the theme of the next several, probably months as we walk through this, to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you were called. If you're a graduate and you're going to college, you're going to the military, going into the workforce, going to a technical school of some kind, your job now is to walk worthy of God wherever you find yourself, wherever you are planted in life. Walk worthy of him. So ask yourself this question, am I walking worthy of the Lord? Would he say to you, if he were having a conversation with you, well done, my good and faithful servant, well done. You're walking worthy of him. As you're living life, as you're married, as you're raising your children, as you're going to school, you're walking worthy of me. And I am so proud of you for Many of us, though, the problem is we are not walking in a manner worthy of him. What does that worthy walk look like? Well, he says this, with complete, that is all, full humility, gentleness, patience, and putting up with one another in love. See, that's what a worthy walk looks like. That I and you are walking with a complete sense of humility. Life is not all about me, it's about him. I'm walking with a complete sense of, uh, of gentleness. I'm being gentle with my wife. I'm being gentle with my kids. I'm being gentle at work. Doesn't mean you're a pushover. You don't have to be a pushover, but your heart is gentle toward others. And then you're walking with patience. I'm being patient. Remember the word patient is the Greek word macrothumia. The word thumia is where we get our word explosion or thumos or thermal explosiveness. Macro is long to. You're long to explode. It takes you a whole lot for you finally to explode. Is that, again, you? And then finally, are you putting up with one another in love? The, these are the words, by the way, that keep running through my mind in every situation. 
You have people in your life, I know you do, because I have the same kind of people in my life, and these are people that we would just refer to as EGR people. That's extra grace required. Do you have anybody like that? It's like, okay... Oh my goodness, they are tough, they're wearing, they're irritating at times, they're extra grace required people, but I'm going to do what God says, I'm going to put up with them in love. Well, in order to walk out the worthy walk, we've spent two weeks talking about what is necessary, what God gives us, and that is that he gives us gifts in order to walk this worthy walk. Today is the part three of that little mini-series where we understand the gifts that God has given for the worthy walk. Let's pray as we get into his word. Father God, we thank you and we love you. We praise you that not only have you called us to walk in a manner worthy, but you are equipping us and you're surrounding us with others that will help us to walk worthy of you. You don't just leave us alone and send us on our way. You give us one another. You give us gifts. You give us the Holy Spirit within us in order to help us and encourage us in this worthy walk. Lord, as we have already talked about the other two, help us today as we talk about when you show up, the manifestations of your spirit in, the, in this world and in our lives. Father, I pray today that you would speak to our hearts, teach us your truth, help us to understand what it means to walk worthy of you. Lord, bless this time. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You know, one of the things God has given us in order to walk in a manner worthy of him is he has given us one another. If you look around this room, you look at the people sitting next to you, the people sitting next to you are a gift, a gift of God. You ever turned to those people and said, you are a gift of God in my life? In fact, just do that right now. Turn to them and make it really awkward, okay? And just let them know, you're a gift of God in my life. All right, that's enough of that. Let's, let's stop. Reel it back in. These people around you are a gift of God in your life. They are gifts that are given so that we can walk in a manner worthy of him. Think about the way that animals hunt, especially lions or lionesses that are hunting in the African plain. They may see a herd of zebra. And those zebra look really tasty to a lion or a lioness. And they wait, crouching in the weeds, wanting to find one that they can devour. But in a herd, they can't touch them. Because in the herd, it is way too strong and way too powerful. There's too much protection that happens in the herd. So what do they want to do? Well, those lions are looking for one who's either crippled or lame, or young, or too prideful and self-centered, and gets them separated from the rest of the herd. Because when they're separated from the rest of the herd, they are easily able to be attacked. The lion's waiting there, trying to separate out, watching, patiently waiting, patiently watching, until that one makes that fatal mistake of getting alone. And then they attack. See, God has given us each other as a herd. 
The Bible talks continuously about these concepts called one another's. In fact, if you start noticing as you read the Bible, all of the references to one another's, it's a reminder that we need each other. God has given us one another in order to help protect us and to keep us safe and to keep us under his watchful care as we are walking through and journeying through life. If you are a young person who just graduated, you're going off to college, find a herd. Find a group of people, a Bible study, a group of fellow believers that you can grow with, that will have your back. If you're going into the military, find a group of fellow believers who will have your back. Because we need each other as we are going through the world. God has given us gifts in order to be able to walk through this life. Now, one of the gifts that he's given is right out of Ephesians. These are people that are given as gifts. Here's what Paul said. That God himself gave some to be emissaries. That means apostles. Some as prophets. Some as evangelists or proclaimers. Some as pastors or shepherds. And some as teachers for the purpose of equipping the Kedoshim. The word Kedoshim is a Hebrew word. It means the saints. He has given people in your life as equippers to help you be equipped to live out this life. Now those equippers are going to be people that you listen to on, on podcasts, on the radio, on TV, on sermons, in a church. They are the training staff in the training department of God. They are not there to meet every need that you possibly have. They are there to be the equippers, the trainers, the department that helps you grow in your knowledge and in your love of God. They gave these people... So that you can grow up and be equipped and that you can function properly in the working out of God's church in this world. And that's one group of people. He gave people as gifts. Then God gave what are called service gifts. What are service gifts? These are things that God has put in you abilities, talents, giftings that he has put in you and you need to exercise those within the church. You need to exercise those within the world, in the community of believers. If God has given you the ability to speak truth, if God has given you the ability to teach, to give, to serve, he expects you to use that in this world. Because if you do that, the church is blessed. People are blessed. People are encouraged. And people keep walking the worthy walk. In Romans, it says this. For through the grace given to me, Paul says, I say to everyone among you, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think, but to use sound judgment, as God has assigned to each person a measure of faith. For just as we have many parts in one body, and all the parts do not have the same function, so we, who are many, are one body in Jesus, Messiah. And everyone parts of one another. That's, there's that phrase, one another. We are affecting each other. We are there for each other. We've got each other's backs. We are to be the encouragers and the helpers and bear each other's burdens. We have gifts that differ according to the grace that was given to us. Some of the gifts that we are given, some people are given prophecy. Some people are given service. Some are giving the gift of teaching. Some are encouragers and exhorters. Some are givers. Some are leaders. Some have a full plate of mercy. 
And some are just endowed with those things in order to help other people. Let your love be without hypocrisy. Remember the word hypocrisy means fake. Let your love be genuine and your love be real. So how do I put up with one another in love? Well, I have to exercise the gifts God has given me, and that's going to help me encourage and put up with other people in love. Again, God has given people as gifts. He's given gifts to everyone that we are to use together. And then finally, and what we're going to cover today is God has given what are called manifestation gifts. What are these? This just means God's also going to show up in special, powerful, profound ways. Some of you have experienced this. You were sick and you were made well. And it was a supernatural kind of thing. It was the doctors can't explain it. He, they don't know. How did you overcome this? How did you get through this? They can't explain it. There are times that you are discouraged and depressed and God brings to you a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge. And it just, it's like, this is what I needed today. At this moment, God spoke to me in this manner and in this way. God shows up in amazing ways in this world. It has not stopped. The gifts of God does not stop. It does not end. There is no ex expiration date. There are some, some theologies that want you to believe that the Holy Spirit does not operate that way anymore. That's not true. God still shows up. I want to read in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 the ways that God shows up. Now, I am not going to go through and explain what all of these mean. We'll get to that some other time. We don't have time to go through all of that. That would keep us here another hour, and I don't want to do that to you on a graduation Sunday. I just want to tell you how this process works. The spiritual gifts are different than most people think. We have been trained to believe that the spiritual gifts operate in a way that really they don't operate. They operate differently than what we tend to think. Let's look at this together. Here's what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to read verses 1 through 11. And then I'm just going to give you a visual picture of how this works. So I'm going to need a couple of volunteers that are going to help me. Not that you have to say anything. You just need to stand and look good. That's all you have to do. Which rules out most of the guys in this room for being able to do that. I'll pick a couple of the guys up here in front. So, all right. Josh and Jake, you guys are here. I'll, I'll pull on you. All right. Paul says this. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I don't want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were not following God, when you were just what were called pagans, pagans are anyone who is not following God, heathens, pagans. When you were pagans, you were led. In other words, everybody follows something. You may not even know you do, but you do. Even if you don't believe in God, you don't follow God, everyone is led by something, either God or something pagan, something of the world. You know that when you were pagans, you were led. You were led astray to mute idols. However, you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. And no one could say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. I want you to note this. There are varieties of gifts 
but it all comes from the same spirit. These are all times that the spirit of God shows up. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. There are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. Jesus, the Holy Spirit of God, is the one working behind the scenes. He shows up. To each, that's you and I, is given the manifestation of the Spirit. Why? It is for the common good. God shows up because it is for the good of his people, the good of the church. For to one is given through the spirit, the utterance of wisdom, to another, the utterance of knowledge, according to the same spirit, to another, faith by the same spirit, to another, gifts of healing by the one spirit, to another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another, various kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit. That is a key little note. All of these things are powered by the Spirit of God, who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Let me explain what Paul is trying to say about the way that the church operates. Now, I call this the conduit principle. What is a conduit? A conduit is something that carries something else to its intended source. So if you have a conduit for electrical wire, the purpose is it's not the electrical wire. It is the, it's the vessel through which the electrical wire is carried. I hope that, that makes sense. A conduit is only a vessel through which it is carried. Here's how the Spirit of God shows up. The Spirit of God does not give everybody gifts of all of these things that are only yours to have and hold on to for all of your life. That's not how the Spirit of God works. For example, I've seen pastors get up and say, well, I have the gift of healing. And they'll have people come up on stage and they'll lay hands on them and the people will fall over and you find out later, now this is all fake. It's all fabricated because that's not how God works. It's not the way that the conduit principle works. God uses people as a conduit. So let me just give you this scenario. I have Josh and Jake up here, and I'm going to use them and have them stand up in just a moment. Josh and Jake. So let's say this. Jake is really, really sick. He is really like on uh, in the hospital. He is really, really sick. He needs desperately a gift of healing. If I come to Jake's room and I lay hands on Jake and he gets well, does that mean I have the gift of healing? Because I prayed for him and he got well. And the answer to that is no. The one who gets the gift is the one who needed the gift. Jake needed the gift. And God used me as a conduit through which he brought the gift to him. Does that make sense? 
I don't have that at all times. I have prayed for people other times. They have not gotten well. But in that particular case, I came to Jake's room. I prayed for Jake. And God, for some reason, used me to deliver the gift of healing to Jake. Does, are you following what I'm saying? I don't have it. He got it in the time that he needed it. That's the way the gifts work. God uses people as the vessel in order to deliver the gift to the one who desperately needs it. So, both of you guys stand up. So, Josh, come over here. I should have picked two different names. Yeah, I mean, Josh and Jake is too confusing. But Josh, stand over here. So, Josh is God. Okay? I know you've been telling that to people for a long time. So, this is the gift. So Josh looks at Jake. Let's use a different thing. Jake is really, really discouraged today. He's just, he is really discouraged. He's very discouraged because there's a situation happening. I don't know if this is true. I'm just making it up. There's a situation going on. He's really discouraged because he doesn't really feel like he's got the wisdom to be able to handle the situation. Maybe it's a situation at work. He is overwhelmed. He's stressing about this. He, he's dreading tomorrow. He knows he has to go to work. He has to face this at work tomorrow. He's dreading it. He doesn't know what to do. It's a situation he desperately needs wisdom, and he's praying, Lord, please give me wisdom. I have no clue what to do. And so what happens is the Lord hears that prayer, and then the Lord comes to me. So come, come on over here to me. He hands this thing to me. In the gifts, it's called a word of wisdom. And I come over to Jake, and I say, you know, Jake, I don't know why. But God has been laying on my heart, you, for some reason, and I've just been praying for you, and I feel like God is giving me a word to share with you, and here's the word of how, and I don't know what it means to you, but, I, but the Lord is impressing upon me that I need to share this with you. And I share with Jake something, and it's like, Jake, the light bulb goes off. And for Jake, he says, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Because you wouldn't know this, but I am dealing with a situation at work, and I have been praying to God for wisdom, and what you just shared with me is like the answer that I needed to hear so that I can deal with this thing that's going on in my life tomorrow. And so what happens is I deliver the gift to Jake from God, and I'm just the conduit that he is using. And that's, this way, that's the way that the spiritual gifts work. God uses people as the conduit to bring a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, faith. It may be a faith thing. I don't have the faith to get through this thing that I am going through. But I come along because God said, I want you to go talk to him. And I want you to bring this gift to him. And I bring it to him. And it's something about faith. And it encourages him. And now he's like, I can do this. You guys can go ahead. Thank you. That simple illustration. You guys can sit back down. Why don't you keep the gift? Uh, you know. No, I'll use it next service as well. So here's how the church operates. Is that God is moving. And he knows what's going on in each person. He knows you're hurting. 
He knows you're discouraged. He knows you're physically sick. He knows your faith is lacking. He knows you need knowledge to handle a situation. He knows you need the wisdom to handle a situation. And you're like, I don't know what to do. And you begin to pray, Lord, please heal me. And other people begin to pray for you. Please heal them. Amazingly, God will then use someone else and he will say to them, I want you to go speak to them, pray with them, reach out to them. You don't know why God is putting them on your heart. You just know that that's what he wants me to do. So you go and you speak and you pray and you encourage and you lay hands on and God is using you to deliver a gift to the person who needs it the most. Now, that may not always work in my case that I'm always going to be the conduit for that one thing because God, what it says here, he apportions to each individually as he wills. It doesn't mean you get to keep it forever. It just means that he is going to use you to deliver his gifts to people at times that they need them the most. How do we walk in a manner worthy of him? Well, he gives us gifts. One, he gives us a training department to teach us and to help us grow in the word of God. We have a knowledge base that gets built. We have a foundation that gets built because... Sorry, that thing keeps just falling off. We have that knowledge base. It gets built because we sit under teachers and trainers and evangelists and pastors and shepherds and teachers. And then he gives us each other. And he's put gifts and abilities in you. And we exercise those. We have different gifts, different abilities. And when we come together, we make one pretty good person. And you put us alone and apart, and we make pretty pathetic people. But you put us together, we bear each other's burdens, we encourage, we help, we share, we serve. And then God just shows up in the manifestations of his spirit at the times that we most need it in life. God does not abandon He does not reject. He does not leave you alone because he cares about you. You may have been a person who's walked away from God and the Lord loves you and he has been reaching out to you and he has been calling out to you and you've just kind of stiff armed him. You've just rejected him. And then he brings somebody across your path and they speak to you and it's like a wake up call. God just delivered you a gift. And it's a, it's a gift hoping to get you awake. God works in that way as the conduit. How then can I be a good conduit for him? Well, I'm going to give you just three quick things. And I'm not going to talk much about them because the, they're pretty easy. Number one, be surrendered. Be surrendered to him. I'm fully yours, God. I want to get myself out of the way and I want to follow you with all of my heart. Lord, it's about you, it's not about me. It's about your plan, not my plan. It's your will, not my will. It's your kingdom, not my kingdom. Lord, I want to be surrendered to you. And that's the first step of being a useful conduit of God. You've got to be surrendered. The second thing is to be available. You have to be available. Availability would be this, that you are ready, that you are waiting 
that you are in tune with God. And if God says, I want you to pray for this, this person, I want you to reach out, you be ready to receive. You have to be available to God. I can't plan my schedule in such a way that God has no room. I can't live my life in such a way that I am so strung out that God doesn't have any space. I've got to be available to him. And number three, be obedient. And that is when he says, you go pray with them, talk to them. You call them on the phone. You go share with them. You go, even if it sounds crazy, you tell them, I, the Lord has been laying you on my heart. I just feel like I need to pray for you. The Lord has been laying you on my heart. I think this is what he wants me to share with you. I don't know why, but I think this is what God wants me to share. And when you're surrendered, when you're available and you're obedient, God will use you as the conduit to deliver his gift to people when they need it the most. God has designed the church I'm not talking journey church. I am talking about the church. The church is across all this globe. The church is God's body. It's God's people. People who have said, I am yours, Lord. They have made a personal decision with Jesus. That is the church. Covers all time, all ages around the world. A local church is made up of people who are a part of the church and a People that aren't a part of the church because they've never received the Lord. God has designed the church to receive gifts in order to walk in a manner worthy of him. Are you walking worthy of him? Are you using the gifts that he has given you? Are you being obedient when he's saying, go, move, share, and bless others? We're going to close today with a time of prayer. And then if you want individual prayer, we have a couple of prayer stations that are set up on each side of the room and you are welcome to come up there. We have people from our prayer team that would love to pray with you if you have something specific that you are needing. Let's pray and then we will, we will wrap the service up. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you that you have given gifts to the church so that we can walk in a manner worthy of you. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us the manifestation of the Spirit and you deliver gifts through people to one another. Help us to be ready, available, surrendered, and obedient to you when you lay those people on our hearts. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for these graduates. Thank you for blessing us the way that you have. Help us to leave this place desiring to walk in a manner worthy of you with all humility and gentleness and patience putting up with one another in love. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Have a great rest of your day. See you back here next Sunday, Memorial Day weekend. Enjoy a beautiful day. Thanks so much for checking out that message from Journey Church. We pray that it inspired you to trust the Lord, to treasure people, and to transform our world with the saving gospel message of Jesus Christ. If God is leading you to give to this ministry, be sure to head over to journeychurchgillette.com and hit the give icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Your generous contributions allow us to continue making content like this week after week. 
So thank you for your generosity so that we can keep spreading the message of Jesus Christ all over the internet. Hey, God bless you guys, and thanks for listening to this message.